So we're going to introduce uh, Anne and Steve at this time. Uh, Anne I've known all my life. Uh, she's my oldest sister, and I'm the youngest in the bunch. She's the oldest, so she, uh, I don't know what she will say about that. Anyway, and along came Steve a little while, well, quite a while later, actually, and uh, they met when they were in Africa and were married, and uh, they continue to serve with Wycliffe Bible Translators, living now in... North Carolina, which is just a little north of South Carolina, for those of you who don't know. Anyway, so here's... Somebody said when we were getting gas, um, well, where's the road that turns off? Anyway, we were getting gas, and somebody pulls up behind us and says, go Tar Heels. Tar Heels. I don't know. I didn't do that either, but that's apparently the signature statement for some, to say to somebody from North Carolina. North Carolina is known as the Tar Heel State. It surprised us that someone up this way, knew about Tar Heels. Anyway, so, um, yes, click here. There it goes. So we work with Wycliffe Bible Translators, and one of our tasks is to help different languages around the world translate the scriptures into their language. We have um, a few brochures of what we do and if you're interested you can ask me for one later and Steve I guess I'm going to let you continue with something else right Um, our other thoughts yeah um, let's see if I anyway um, I just wanted to bring bring to you uh, an encouragement and a challenge from the word um because, uh, you know, in translating the, the scriptures is an exciting and challenging process. But, uh, you know, I need to keep reminding myself that, that why the scriptures are really worth translating. And so, I, you know, and like like anyone, we need to be keep co- going, coming to God, uh, you know, through his word and listening to him. And uh, so uh, what the Lord reminded me of in these uh, last few weeks, you know, sp- you know, at the beginning of this trip north, um, is in uh, there's a verse in First Peter chapter one, uh, beginning at verse thirteen. First um, Peter one thirteen, it, um, it says, "Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you." When Jesus Christ is revealed as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do, for it is written, be holy because I am holy. Um, and I think the, the phrase in that passage that yeah, most stood out to me is uh, that phrase about set your hope fully on the grace to be given to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. Um, that's an impressive message. And I guess w- some years ago, when we first moved into the Carolinas, I, I was reminded of that verse in an unusual way. Um, I grew up in California and, you know, and grew up here in Canada. And so we, you know, n- neither of us were used to living in the southeastern U.S., and uh, one, of the, one of the things that was kind of curious to us was that um, 
there was there were mon- monuments to the Confederate soldiers who died during the Civil War, um, and uh, in the the a little town in South Carolina, just just over the state border from we we were, there is uh, we were we we happened to start going to church in that town, and uh, there was a monument there. It was built in the 1890 something, and it was. It, it, it was kind of surprising to me um, that um, they uh, th- they had this monument to the conf- their Confederate soldiers. So you know, and it was written in such a way that they wanted to be sure you kn- you know, you knew that in their hearts they knew they were right to secede. They lost. But they knew they were right. You know, the, it said the Confederate soldier was the true heir of the spirit of 1776. We fought for liberty one more time. Well, I guess we, it didn't quite work out. But um, and uh, well, uh, of course, how you know, of course it's you know it's easy as a Californian uh, who, who born in 1954 to be real self righteous. So how how foolish. But you know. Uh, uh, I was thinking of that, you know, think, thinking of what that text said and how they were so insistent they were right years later. Um, well, actually, I mean, when they when they built the monument in the 1890s, they were re- remembering their their fathers and grandfathers. I, you know, could could understand a certain amount of sentimentality. But this verse came to mind. You know, if if they'd really if if they'd really been listening to God, like you're supposed to do in the Bible Belt, above all. Set your hope fully in the grace that will be revealed to you. You know, they would have had the perspective to say, "Okay, we we thought we were doing the right thing. It didn't work out. I guess I guess it's not the God's will." You know, maybe the monument would have said, "You know, blessings to our fathers and grandfathers who did did as." what they could and maybe they were wrong maybe they were right but you know god you know god loves us all anyway and you know that that's that that's i think a position we can all take you know that in the gospel we don't have to prove that we were right all along we can admit we were wrong um you know um and you know, if you're like me, sometimes you you might worry if uh, looking forward to too much towards heaven is a good thing. Um, you know, somebody I I forget who now made the quote that uh, um, watch out for those those people who are so heavenly minded they're of no earthly good. Um, I don't I, I don't think Peter would agree with that sentiment totally, at least not totally. Um, you know, he says, set your hope fully on the grace that is coming when Jesus Christ will be revealed, whether that's when we meet, you know, when we die and meet him or when, you know, when he comes back. Um, that's that's what we should look forward to. Um, and there may well be a heavenly mindedness that ignores the reality of this world. Um, but I don't think the error is not thinking too much of heaven, but maybe thinking of it in the wrong way. If we think, well, okay, all if, all I have to look forward to is having that God doesn't really have anything for me to do now. Let's just let, let's just you know wait till the end. Um, that isn't 
you know, that part Peter wouldn't agree with because he does go on in the next few verses to say, be holy as, you know, God is holy. Um, you know, there is there is a mission we have to accomplish. We, ha- we have to testify to Jesus Christ. Um, and uh, I think often that, um, you, know, you know, if you think about the uh, parable, parable of the prodigal son, you know, you have the the younger son who uh, asks for, asks for the you know, inheritance from his father goes goes far away, lives it up, and the money goes away, and the money's gone. Um, that's one strategy for life that you know, many people fall into. You know, go for what I want now. You know, don't don't let anything stand in my way. Let's let's go for it. Um, the older brother, the one who had a hard time accepting that his father wanted to celebrate that his younger brother had come back and didn't even want to go into the party. You know, he had a different strategy or different technique. If I do what my father wants, my father will be in my debt and I'll be in, and I'll get to be in control. Or, you know, yeah, he's so, he's so upset. You know, I've never disobeyed you. But, you know, he never shared the, the love that the father had for the younger brother. But I never disobeyed you. So I deserve more than you're giving him. You know, that's, um, you know, that's another bad strategy. You know, the gospel is we're all invited to the big celebration. There, there is, a, you know, maybe you could say there's an awkward moment at the beginning, you know, we we come face to face with the holy God, and if it hadn't hadn't been become clear already, it becomes totally clear. Yes, we've been wrong. Um, um, we and so, but you know, but God also does reveal to us as we go along ways that we can be more and more right if as we follow His Word. Uh, so I think the the, the conclusion that uh, I want to end with is, uh, you know, I don't have to get what I want to be happy. Often what I want isn't really good for me. And I don't have to be right to be happy. Because what real happiness is that celebration that lies await, you know, the marriage feast of the Lamb, um, when we're, we're all received with, you know, you know evil as we've, as we've been, we're all received and welcomed and and uh, brought in. So that's our our reminder to remember that we've all been foolish, we've all been weak, but God loves us anyway. And so let us be ready to love people around us with that same love the Father has. They may be foolish, they may be weak, they may be totally wrong, but God loves them anyway, just as he loves us anyway. And so that's what I, you know, wanted to encourage and, and challenge you all with. And so let's, uh, I'll, uh, I'll close in prayer right now. Lord Jesus, thank you that you love us. Thank you that you paid the price for us to be your children, to be adopted into your family. Thank you that, uh, uh, in so many, in so many ways, we we were wrong. We fell short of what you really wanted, but you love us anyway, and you persisted in loving us. 
and grant us new eyes and new wisdom to um, trust you and to uh, love our brothers and sisters in that same way that you love us. Uh, In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And as Steve has reminded us, we look forward to that day, as Peter wrote, uh, looking forward to that hope of glory. Father, we thank you for this time together this morning, for your blessings of this day, and for your presence with us. We ask your ongoing strength and support as we go forth in Jesus' name. Amen.